This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub, and along with Les Jackson, we are going to be bringing you the latest updates from the automotive world, taking you on a ride around the automotive industry, your on-air automotive magazine. We're starting this week with Ford's F-150 Hybrid, the most fuel-efficient pickup truck sold in the U.S., we have the official MPG numbers, and they're pretty big. They're pretty big. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I would have said you couldn't do it. Yeah, that's true. They did it. Anyway, buying a used Honda online just finally got a little easier. Yeah, you're going to be buying a lot of your vehicles online in the future, and uh, Honda's taking the lead here. And Chevy's Camaro struggles for sales... And some models can't be sold in two states. But we have info on some great deals. That's true. Well, again, we've seen Camaro just kind of dwindle away, as it did 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But uh, over at Cadillac, they say plenty of people are still interested in stick shifts. Yeah, we'll talk That's about surprising. that. Yeah, they say a lot of people want to learn how to drive a stick shift too. That's pretty crazy. We'll talk about that. It doesn't seem to jive with what we know in the automotive world. But also, we're going to talk tech. Les Jackson, here's a question for you. When is an air scoop similar to a golf ball? Well, uh, when you putter around with it. <laughs> well, when it's on a Bugatti. We'll tell you about that. That's exactly right. And I, at the end of the show, will give an at-the-wheel review of the 2020 Mazda MX-5 Miata Club retractable roof. Um, Miata <laughs> is America's favorite British sports car that was never British. But And it has working headlights, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that and more when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. It's all there, cruisecontrolradio.com. And um, I think we're going to find this uh, study from Cadillac pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, it was surprising. A, it was a Harris poll, and it said like 60% of people know in this country know how to drive a manual transmission. And, well, uh, and then we that, don't. There was <laughs> some don't automotive journalists do don't, don't know that. No. Um, and then it also said that the rest of the folks, a large percentage, were interested in learning how to drive a manual transmission. I find that surprising, but we will look at that and more. But when we come back, we're going to tell you about the most fuel-efficient, full-size, gas-powered pickup sold in the U.S. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. We uh, are running down. I tell you, uh, before this year ends, the auto industry is just packing stuff in. <laughs> sure is. And, and uh, Ford, of course, uh, big with the F-150, the, the most popular vehicle sold in the U.S. for 39 years now. That's a that's a pretty decent record, isn't it? That's it's a tough record. I would I don't want to be the guy working for Ford <laughs> as as the product manager when that stops. Because mm-hmm. uh, he won't be working for Ford anyway. <laughs> uh, they have uh, just unveiled the uh, the F one fifty full hybrid, and they're going for gas mileage. Yeah. And it's what do you think it is, Fred? It's used to be like sixteen, <laughs> right? Yeah, for the longest time it was like thirteen and sixteen or thirteen yeah. and seventeen, but now it's pretty impressive. The four by two power boost uh, gets ratings of twenty five city, twenty six highway. That's not that's, bad. That's a full size truck now. Pretty and and these are big trucks. These are gosh, big trucks over seven thousand pounds. So with that range, with that kind of mileage and the fuel on board, it has a range of seven hundred and fifty miles. That's incredible. <laughs> um, now you say, yeah, but I need a four by four. Uh, that has a combined fuel economy of twenty four. That twenty four was like amazing economy for anything not that long ago wasn't it that's right uh at the turn of the 21st century uh 24 25 miles to the gallon was considered pretty good pretty good that was economy car yeah numbers uh remember there was the big talk and i remember remember the story someone said well the pickup trucks will have to get 50 miles to the gallon do you remember that somebody said that i do i do and this was um Really, it, it was, we knew it was impossible. It was someone uh, talking that didn't know. Well, it was also goals, you know, the it, perfect world, um, you know, all, no holds barred, you know, this would be wonderful. You know, let's set it as a goal, mm-hmm. knowing we can never reach it. No, but here they've kind of developed a vehicle that not only has that kind of mileage but listen to the numbers 430 horsepower 570 foot pound of torque the 4x2 power boost truck can tow 12,700 pounds of conventional towing with a max trailer tow package and maximum payload of 2,120 pounds you're not going to get the uh, 25 or 24 doing that though are you well, no. I mean, you know, you have to be reasonable about this. You can't be expecting great mileage if you're towing something. But that's not a truck that is, oh, it's got the hybrid and you can't, you know, you can only put a, uh, you know, a, a couple of bags of groceries in the bed. This is pretty capable. Oh, incredibly capable. Yeah. Uh, and once again... Actual mileage will vary mm-hmm. because no two people drive the same. Yeah. It is, though, 
pretty amazing that they can do that. Plus, they have the power on board system, so you can power electrical things. Uh, uh, they have uh, electrical outlets in the cabin and the cargo box. Remember, GM had uh, a vehicle, a hybrid vehicle, a full-size pickup, but it wasn't that great. But I remember it looked in the under the rear seat, they had a a wall socket that looked like they went to Home Depot and yeah. and got <laughs> I mean it worked it it just looked like wow it looks like uh we're going to plug our lamp into that. <laughs> that yeah it was it it just seemed like kind of you know unfinished I remember driving that on the highway and thinking wow when it when it went into hybrid mode and that the whole truck shuddered it was yeah. more I'm I'm sure some of them are still around but um you know they were the first but I guess they just didn't develop enough. You look at what what uh, what uh, the folks over at Ford have done. They have really dialed this in, haven't they? They have. Well, again, Ford is very serious uh, about the future, as are virtually all the companies. Yeah. So they're not going to. This is great. It's good for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else has become good for all of us, Les? And that is buying vehicles online. I think a lot of people like that. And uh, Honda has a new method for doing this with used Hondas online. And these are inexpensive Hondas. We'll talk about that. They're trying to grab some of the uh, first-time buyers, talk about how they're doing that, and a whole lot more on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Stay tuned. We're just getting started. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We were just telling you before the break that uh, buying a used car, specifically a Honda, online is uh, is now easier. Yep. And, you know, it's easy to buy a new car, and it's relatively easy to buy a used car from some of these services like Carvana, uh, CarMax, that sort of thing. But Room. if you go to your dealer and want to buy one, it's a little, it's a little trickier. Yeah, and people are really getting into the idea of they don't want to go to the dealer. They want to, they just want to <laughs> buy it, on, buy it online. See lots of pictures, maybe a video. Sit comfortably at their own desk and do all the paperwork and things like that. And so Ford, uh, I'm saying, I'm sorry, Honda has come up with this plan. Uh, Ford has been doing this for a while, called the new. Uh, Blue Advantage service that's going to launch next year, making it easier to find certified used Ford cars. But Honda has another idea. They are the vehicle that many people buy as their first car, and they're looking for a used car. And typically, uh, you would be able to buy some of these vehicles, and they would be certified cars that uh, have uh, you know lower mileage. Maybe they're a lease turn-in. Uh, they're three years old. But these are still pretty expensive. So Honda is opening up this online sales to first-time car buyers for non-certified used cars. They will have less than 100,000 miles, and uh, they will be less than five years old, and they will be more uh, affordable to first-time buyers. So I think this is smart because... People that um, are just getting into the um, 
world of buying a car and many i i've helped many people during covid that have moved out of cities and things like that and they're buying a car for the first time they don't want to go to a dealer they don't want to go to a dealer because of covid um and they are more used to buying things online and they're comfortable making big purchases online and i think honda is jumping on this and i think it's important that they're not just um not just high-end cars that are off-lease, but they are some of these older cars. It's uh, basically the website's called Honda Certified, and this is the first time that a mass-market automaker is going to sell non-certified cars, meaning less expensive used cars, online. So it's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great idea. Now, what if you don't like it? What if you get it and you, you, know, you just don't like it? I think for any of these services to be successful, it has to be like the Carvana or the Vroom model. You have seven days, you can drive it around within reason. I think they give you like 200 miles or something like that, which is fine. Uh, maybe it's a hundred miles, which is fine. You can look it all over and, uh, you know, decide, which is, I think that's a great way. It's a non-pressure way I, to decide. I do too. You can drive yeah. it on all different roads check out all the features i saw a guy review he bought a um i think it was a ford uh, mustang gt and he went all through it and the one thing he didn't like was he had a, kind of uh two different brands of tires on the front and back axle which w was acceptable but he that was the only thing he decided to keep it he said you know what it's such a good car it's worth uh, you know uh, uh, i believe um Carvana said, well, you know, we certified that as fine. They're new tires. They're on the same axle. They're, even though they're not matched, uh, we think that's fine. He decided the car was so good, he went out and buy, bought all new tires. But he said he was pleasantly surprised and found additional features that they didn't even talk about. And it was even in better shape than they said it was, you know. Like they, they said, oh, it's got a little mark on the back uh on the quarter panel he's like i don't even see it you know yeah well again um but they'd come and take it away in seven days no questions asked you know sure so, of course you're expected to buy another one uh i guess so but i think they 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 might you know there might be a service fee or something like that but i think that would mean spend some time reading the website before you buy but overall, I think a lot of people are pretty happy. So, but uh, some people that may not be happy are Chevy Camaro fans, right, Les? Yeah, uh, Camaro is, as it did in the early 2000s, uh, is going away because people are just losing interest in it. Yeah, I mean, it has not officially gone away yet. Matter of fact, there's some good deals on it. But interesting story this week. The Camaro SS, 1LE, and ZL1 will not be sold in California and the state of Washington beginning next year due to copper content in the brake pads. Hmm. California wow. and Washington have enacted laws saying that they enacted the law back in 2010, saying that by 2021, brake pads that have less than 5% copper due, uh, due to the toxicity of a copper when it 
reaches waterways. They have to sell them with less than 5%, have to have. Um, and so for some reason, the Brembo brakes on the Camaro SS, the 1LE, and the ZL1 still have more than 5% copper content, and they will not be sold in 2021 in those states. Seems like somebody missed the boat there, because that seems like something you could change, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Um, there are all kinds of different pad configurations and and contents. Yeah. I wonder if you could sell it, just change the pads at the dealership, right? Well, you probably could, except that because it's certified in a particular way, that the law is such that any of that model, unless it's recertified with something else, uh, can't come in. Yeah. Well, sales are way down on Camaros, and if you're looking for one, this may be the time to buy, because for the month of December, the 2021 Camaro LT1 has a lease offer of just $287 a month for 39 months, with just $287 due at signing, and uh, that is based on an MSRP of $36,590. And a total of 10,000 miles is allowed annually. That's kind of low mileage, isn't it? A lot of leases are going with low mileage these days. And of course, this year, it, it could it's work. no problem to meet that, <laughs> to meet that rule. Right. Uh, the 1LT lease, uh, there's actually a less expensive version of the 1LT. Remember, there's an LT1 and a 1LT. Let's try to get more confusing, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have an offer of $989 up front and $299 a month for 39 months. That ends up being around $324 a month. Um, the one, the LT1 is powered by the 6.2-liter V8, while the 1LT is powered by the 2-liter Turbo 4 with 275 horsepower. Just don't be dyslexic the day you order or you'll have a, a interesting surprise yeah, won't you that's right <laughs> um so there you have it that that's the deals down there uh that sixth generation camaro has been around since 2016 got some updates in 2019 but i'm thinking this is probably going to take a break from the chevy lineup uh when in another couple of years what do you think uh, I think definitely. It it just, you know, they, they couldn't outpace uh, Mustang mm-hmm. uh, 20 years ago, and they came back, and it came back with quite a bit of fanfare. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just, it doesn't appeal to as broad an audience as the Mustang does. We always talk about it, though. The problem is it's hard to see out of. Yeah. Really hard. Really hard to see out of. S- side windows that are maybe about a foot high, maybe, maybe, maybe. Less. Yeah. It's, it's Big a uncomfortable. Yeah. It, you feel like you can't see where you're going, but Hey, when we come back, we are going to talk about Cadillac and a new study that says plenty of people are still interested in stick shifts. Talk tech about an air scoop that's similar to a golf ball. And Les will have an at-the-wheel review of the 2020 Mazda MX-5 Miata Club RF. Stay tuned.
Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. We're glad you're along for the ride. Uh, interesting study. We're going to talk about this segment. By the way, don't forget to check us out at Cruise Control Radio. You can at uh, cruisecontrolradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check out all different versions of the show. It's there, cruisecontrolradio.com. And um, got a little picture up of the shift knob for the V-Series Blackwing models, the upcoming V-Series Blackwing models uh, from Cadillac. Uh, it is unique because it is 3D printed. And you say, well, there's a lot of 3D printed stuff, but it hasn't been done or hasn't been used in mainstream vehicles. It's been used as a way of fabricating parts and pieces in the aftermarket, but uh, GM has used this shot of the 3D printed shift knob to talk about a recent study they did. They had Harris do this of uh, manual drivers, people that, that, you know, we constantly say these things are going to disappear. There's even campaigns, save the manuals. But uh, I don't know about you, but I have not encountered a manual transmission press vehicle in a long time. Um, I had one, uh, uh, which I'll review uh, in a week or so, the Toyota Corolla. Mm-hmm. It's the first one other than high performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like the Mustang GTs and the... And, and uh, the reason is you know, we find most people don't know how to drive them, right? That's certainly true. Well, in this recent Harris Poll study, which was conducted on behalf of Cadillac, here's what they found. They found 66% of American adults know how to drive a manual. It seems high to me. Well, I, I guess I don't know who course, they asked about this. Well, they're but they're polling, I assume, Cadillac owners, which not too many Cadillacs have had manuals. I would say sixty percent of American adults over the age of forty mm-hmm. know how to drive a manual. So I guess the I guess the number's about right. Yeah, sixty-six percent. They said know how to drive manual. Of those who do not know how to drive a manual, 40% were somewhat or very interested in learning. I don't believe that. Well, I think they said they are because they want to sound like they, they're game. Know, that they, yeah, that they're, you know, I'm hip. <laughs> uh, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that most people, especially younger people, could care at all about a manual or learning. Also depends where you live. If you live in a very high traffic area, you may not want a man- manual. Exactly. You know, because it's a lot of work. Also on the study, more than half, 55% of American adults say they have owned or leased a car with a manual transmission. Sure. Well, sure. I have, you have, obviously, you know. Um, interest in driving or learning to drive a manual is higher among those with 75000 or more in annual household income. And 
we're interested are those between 18 and 34 in age. Don't believe it. I, 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 I kind of don't, don't believe that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I may, maybe, maybe they ask people in a different part of the world other than we live in, but you know, uh, but that said, this study was conducted by Cadillac because the new 2022 CT4 Blackwing and CT5V Blackwing will bring back the manual transmission. And it was produced using new additive manufacturing applications, i.e. 3D printed parts, uh, to bring the um, transmission back to these uh, upcoming ultra-high-performance sedans. They will be the first models to have fully functional 3D-printed parts, including two HVAC ducts and electrical harness bracket, in addition to a unique 3D-printed medallion, which will sit on the manual shifter knob. Now, I'd, I don't know whether the, the parts are actually in the manual transmission or it's just the knob, shifter knob, and the uh, the couple of brackets and an HVAC outlet, um, but you know, once again, will the take rate be that high even for these performance cars? I'm I'm going to venture uh, a prediction here. Mm -hmm. I I think they're going to gear up to make a large percentage of manual shift Cadillacs, and I think they're going to end up selling very few. Mm, interesting and we'll we'll hear in a year or two well you know it we're pulling this off the market because it just simply didn't have a high take rate or it'll be a haggerty future collectible because yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> uh remember the new corvette is not available with a manual no. transmission and bmws basically are getting rid of all manuals yeah i mean taz Juchter, the chief engineer for corvette said it didn't make sense to spend all that money to engineer it for only a few people to buy it. Exactly. And that's a super performance car. That's one of the most, it is the most performance oriented GM car out there, I would say. So it is. And uh, this is true across the board. Um, I just think Cadillac is going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, here's a question for you, Les. When is an air scoop similar to a golf ball? Well, uh, I, I am going to venture uh, that it has a lot to do with the dimples in a uh, golf ball. Yeah, that's right. They, it's they, aerodynamics. It's very interesting. I've actually studied this. And they're designed to create turbulence, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, localized turbulence without cavitation. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, <laughs> so this is the concept uh, that is going to be used on an air scoop on this new Bugatti supercar. I know you will have one ordered, won't you? I have three. I have three. <laughs> Needed a spare. Uh, it was going to, this is, the, the car is called the Bolidi. I guess that's how you say it. Uh, Bolide, yeah. Bolide. Yeah. Uh, it was a racetrack focus hyper sports car. Perfect. Perfect for New York City. Uh, yeah. And, or, or like it'd be a great commuter car, wouldn't it? 
Oh, I've heard that they're just wonderful on potholes. <laughs> so the idea is they create turbulence over the top of this air scoop. The air scoop, I mean, it looks like a good old-fashioned pro-stock drag racing air scoop put on the roof of the car. The The shape of it, the overall shape is not too exciting. It just looks like something you formed up over your knee out of sheet metal to get some air into the engine. But what makes it exciting is there's all dimples on top and it's supposed to create 10% less drag while allowing the scoop to pump in fresh air into the engine. When you look at it, it looks kind of crude sitting on top of there, doesn't it? Well, it does. And yet it looks super high tech. Yeah. And they've dimpled the top to reduce the uh, drag on this. I think we might see this in other applications on cars, don't you think? I think so, too. I, or, this, this is just cool. Or does that not really gain benefits until you're at a very high rate of speed? That's the, my other question. Well, Being the physics guy of, in the room, I want to ask you that. Well, this, this is true of air dams and everything else. You know, none of these things have really any effect until you're going quick like a bunny. <laughs> so so they really don't help when you're in 30 mile an hour. Yes. Even 55 yes. And, mile an hour, 65 mile an hour. And very, very minimal effect in helping you park. <laughs> you, you really need, you need to get up, a, a, you know, 100 and above for any of these uh, ground effects. Uh, devices to work but they sure look cool and that's that's what well, they do yeah hey over to something completely different uh i reviewed this chevy trailblazer rs uh a couple of months ago and i really liked it and apparently it's doing gangbusters according to the chevy suv marketing manager brad franz who was interviewed on gm authority um they said they 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 basically doubled their sales forecast for the vehicle, and I think I think I know why. It's just a a nice size, has all wheel drive, has all the technology. The first vehicle with the um, wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and you get it fully loaded for less than thirty thousand dollars. So I kind of see why that's selling well, but. When we come back, another vehicle that sells well, let's drive it at the wheel of the MX-5 Miata Club RF. So stay tuned for Cruise Control Radio. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here, and I get to do an at-the-wheel review of a very, very, very popular car, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. We got some pictures up on a Facebook page. Head on over. Yep. Check uh, them out. This is uh, the Mazda MX-5 Miata. Now, here in America, it's the Miata. Yeah, why, uh, why is that? That always confused me with MX-5. Well, and... because it's easier to say than MX-5. Yeah. Uh, and this is the club retractable roof, or RF. Uh, as they say now, uh, th this is the model that even though the roof retracts, and by the way, it retracts in nine seconds. That's pretty quickly. It's pretty impressive. To Sprightly. Watch. <laughs> uh, and 
but it still leaves the kind of targa behind you with the wings uh, on the, the C pillar. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a completely open classic Mazda convertible, but I think people like it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, it's a Miata. Miata has been around since 1990. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, 89. Mm -hmm. They've sold way over a million of them. Wow. They're still all made in Japan, 90% of them. They're, they're made in Hiroshima. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, you know, everybody loves them. Everybody respects them because it's the, it's the basic sports car that the British were, were never able to carry off. They made <laughs> very interesting sports cars, but they weren't reliable. And the headlights didn't work. And the headlights didn't work, and the and the light switch on British cars was three positions: off, dim, and flicker. <laughs> uh, but but the Miata came out, and they just they just they're bulletproof, um, and that's great. And they also get terrific mileage. For instance, this this gets twenty six in the city, thirty five on the highway, and it's. You know, it's got some performance, 181 horsepower, mm -hmm. uh, 151 foot-pounds of torque. Now, that's pretty much identical to the Mazda Speed version of 15 years ago. Yeah. having it's plenty quick. Yeah. And, and my question was, does this roof add a lot of weight? Oh, no, it hardly weighs anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's aluminum and... and um, plastic and it's you know the whole thing is is really a very very lightweight system um this car is an automatic fred oh, <laughs> we wow were talking earlier about stick shift this is an automatic it, see i'm telling you because most folks unlike your two hosts here that get these press cars a lot of them don't know how to drive manuals very true it's Very surprising. And, you would think that, of course, they'd learn that. But well, when I here in D.C. and I'm sure it's true in New York, when I go to a parking garage with a manual car, they have to call a guy, the manual guy. <laughs> yeah, say, oh, well, we need you know, we need Raul down there. He's the only one that knows how to drive a stick. Just leave it here and but put it, the brake on. It's not it doesn't take long to learn how to drive it. You know, what well, I mean, it's not like it's like I need to take a six month course. <laughs> no well some people do mm. <laughs> but wow. anyway anyway um the seats are comfortable mm -hmm. it's very very tight inside you know this um it actually they, they feel quite quite uh close mm -hmm. inside it's a very small car and it's a very short wheelbase effectively so the ride is typical sports car choppy mm-hmm uh, not harsh, but choppy, mm -hmm. have a solid ride, uh, runs on 17 inch performance tires, mm -hmm. which aren't too crazy large. Uh, I think it should have... be sporting 24s. <laughs> it's hard. 35. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and it's got led head, uh, headlights and taillights, which I think will uh, become the standard it's got to, it's got to, it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got 
all the modern safety stuff, um, including um, lane departure warning system, stability control, traction control. Now it's not fitted with all kinds of uh, exotic things like self-braking and intelligent cruise control, but it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so the ride, comfortable on smooth roads, pretty firm and bouncy on typical city roads, mm -hmm. city streets, but uh, you expect that. Handling, superb. What, what does you know. the club mean in the name? Does that mean it's more set up for the track? No, uh, that I believe is the description they use for that uh, that sail type permanent top area. Okay, like a club top. Yeah. Uh, so, how is it? Well, uh, it's a car that I don't believe most of the owners are going to only own this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it's your fun car for nice weather for weekends. Uh, I wouldn't want to drive this in the snow. It's very, very low to the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it has performance tires. It's not going to, uh, not, it's not going to want to drive real straight. Uh, there are no options on this car. This, uh, it's, it's hardly ever do we get a press car uh, that has no options. Yeah. That's true. No, normally Everything, they're loaded to the top. That's right. Uh, even the appearance package, which is the front air dam and the rear spoiler, those are no charge options. Hmm. Okay. Comes so, with, comes with, once you become a club member, you get it. Once that's, that's, <laughs> you're that's met, right. you're allowed into the club. You get the, you get the, uh, exactly. The now what I do like, and I used, uh, it has the rear glass window, which it's glass, uh, has a defogger, which is. That's kind of common on almost every car and good. That well, is. Yes, but not on top down sports cars. Oh, that's true. Um, so, um, is it worth it? Well, it's a 33,645 MSRP with a 900 or I'm sorry, $845 uh, delivery charge. So 34 and a half. Which is cheap these days, by the way, for delivery. It is. It is cheap. Normally it's over a thousand or right That's about a right. thousand. That's right. But after all, this thing is pretty small. <laughs> you, could, you could pack a bunch of them on a freight car. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does have um, uh, Android Auto, which and and uh, Apple CarPlay, which is kind of surprised me. Mm -hmm. And it has paddle shifters mm -hmm. for the boy racers, the flappy paddles, flappy paddles, which you and I never use. No, we don't use them that much. Um, well, you know, it's okay, but you just don't need them unless you're doing twisty roads. Mm -hmm. uh, um, it's a pretty car. Uh, this is in that poly metal gray, which is kind of a silvery gray, mm -hmm. uh, black interior, um, elegant. unmistakable, elegant, unmistakable, That's elegant uh, combination. Yeah, absolutely, but not but not flamboyant. <laughs> elegant, yet not flamboyant. <laughs> That's what we say about Les Jackson. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, it's a Miata. It, 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 there are no surprises here, but the good thing about it is that there are no surprises here. It's it's just a, a fun car to drive. 
um, but you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to drive it every day because uh, it could get tedious, especially in traffic. Yep, kind of small. I, I, you know, we're not big, larger gentlemen, uh, and I find it pretty small. Actually, I find it quite cramped. Yeah. Well, uh, and we're we're very average size. Yep. Well, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com, where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Time for me to say, I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road.